I'm Emily Badger. I'm a reporter with The New York Times. Since the pandemic, empty office buildings have become much more common in many cities. Why can't we just turn them into housing? It's actually a really complicated question. To answer this question, you have to find a developer trying to turn an office building into apartments, ride a rickety elevator to the 30th floor of a construction site to see the interior guts of a building finds an expert in incandescent light bulbs who can explain to you how they fundamentally change office buildings. And that's just the beginning of what you have to do. When you subscribe to The New York Times, you are sending reporters like me out into the world to ask questions of dozens of different experts, to go and visit places most people don't get to go, to try to come back with answers, and then turn all of that into something that anyone can understand. If you'd like to become a subscriber, head to nytimes.com slash subscribe. You need to see the animated floor plans in this piece. From the New York Times, I'm Michael Barbaro. It's Wednesday, May 27th. Here's what you need to know today. The disease can jump up at any time. Uh, we, we, we cannot make assumptions that just because the disease is on the way down now that it's, on a, it's going to keep going down and then we're going to get a number of months to get ready for a second wave. We make the World Health Organization is warning that even before a second wave of infections may arrive in the fall, there could be a surge of infections in the coming weeks as measures to contain the virus are lifted in places like the U.S., The WHO described such a surge as a second peak. We may get a second peak in this wave. This happened during pandemics in the past. It certainly happened in the pandemic of 1919 and the Spanish flu. Uh, we, We got a second peak, not necessarily a second wave. And encouraged countries to take whatever public health steps are necessary to avoid it. And... I would like to address your question by just talking about the importance of independence uh, for inspectors general generally. During a hearing on Tuesday in the House, one of the inspectors general recently dismissed by President Trump, Christy Grimm, who had reported on shortcomings in the White House's response to the pandemic, strongly defended the system of internal watchdogs that the president has repeatedly attacked. We follow the facts wherever they lead. We are impartial in what we do. And really anything that is done that could impair independence, I think compromises the effectiveness of oversight of programs that are there to serve the American public. Thank you, and we'll have your back on that independence. Thank you, Madam Chairwoman, I yield back. Hours later, Another inspector general, Glenn Fine, who the president had reassigned from his post overseeing how pandemic relief money will be spent, said that he was quitting, apparently in protest. That's it for today. I'm Michael Barbaro. See you tomorrow. <laughs> 